0: Welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries, where sometimes cruel fate intervenes in the perfect life you thought would continue in perpetuity and icy fingers bared plunges into your being and rips your soul from your body. But, you know, metaphorically, whatever, you'll get over it. Book number 23, Say Goodbye. Can Elizabeth survive the heartache of losing Todd? <laughs> Got it in one. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries. I'm your host, Marissa Flaxbart, and with me today is Mary Kate Wiles. Hello. Hi. Um, so today is a very sad day on oh, the podcast. Oh, man. Listeners, as fans of the Sweet Valley High series, or just fans of the podcast that maybe listened to the special Christmas episode that had like major spoilers for this particular book, mm-hmm. know that um, the events of this book are uh, very scarring to me personally. Mm. Um, but, you know, we're going to get through it, and I'm really happy to have you here to talk about this book with Thank me today. Thank you.
1: I'm sorry to be here on such a sad occasion.
0: I know. So sad. So <laughs> sad. But, you know, we we will get through it, you know? Yeah, we will. I, I predict that, you know, in just a few short books, we'll be super over it. Yeah? Do you think so? Uh, yeah, I think we'll be over it. Okay, we'll, great. I mean, will I be over it? Probably never. But, sure. you know, at some point, I think uh, time resets and everything goes yeah. back to the way it used to be, just yeah. like in real life. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. Um, Mary-Kate, would you like to introduce yourself at all? Sure. Say say anything about you? Yeah. What do you want to know? (laughs) (laughs) I know, like, a normal thing would have been for me to say, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm here with a very talented actress. Oh, thank you. Uh, You may be familiar with her work um, with Shipwreck Comedy. Yes, that's true. Um, uh, But you have other credits as well? I do. Is there places where people can check you out? I'm sorry I just made you do my job for me.
1: Yeah, I'm Mary-Kate
0: Wiles. (laughs) I mean, arguably. One could say that it is my job as host to introduce you and not just be like, I guess hey, weird. by the way, give me your resume now,
1: please. Uh, uh, let me find it. Um, yeah. My name's Mary Kate Wiles. I am an actress of sorts. And yes, you might know me from my work with Shipwrecked Comedy, which is how you and I know each other. Yes. Um, your friend... William Joseph Stribling, who I know is Joe, and I think you. Refer I usually him as call Will. Will. Sometimes yeah.
0: I have found myself uh, calling him Joe lately. Sure, great. Uh, it depends get on
1: on who we're talking to. Yeah, get on the bandwagon. It's fun. We have a good time calling mm-hmm. him Joe. Anyway, he directs for us frequently, and uh, he is your friend. And he was on the podcast. Oh uh, yes, with Sinead. who is also a part of Shipwrecked Comedy. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and also the other things I've done that are somewhat notable are the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. I played Lydia on that, it was a very popular series, and I've done quite a few other internet things, and some movies and such, and I also make my own candles that I sell on Etsy, if you're into
0: candles. What's that URL?
1: That is etsy.com slash shop slash paper and slate, which is the name of my candle.
0: All right. I'm willing to bet that listeners of this podcast love candles, especially if they have like literary themes. (laughs) They sure do. check that out. (laughs) Yay. Okay. All right. Um, Well, I wanted to ask you before we get into the meat of this, if you had any exposure to the Sweet Valley High series, the world of Sweet Valley before reading this book? Absolutely not.
1: Wow. I mean, I knew of it peripherally, but I knew I'd never read any... Of the books, I didn't really know what to expect besides that I knew it was a series and I knew you were really into it and <laughs> yes. um, that's about it, yeah. I, yes. I really well, didn't
0: have any exposure to them like growing up or anything. Not an uncommon response. I, I only <laughs> knew about your obsession with these books, uh, which is it's perverse, I will be the first to admit. Uh, I don't understand it myself, really. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that being said... Mm-hmm. Would you say that the gravity of the situation that unfolds in Say Goodbye was, was, did it come across?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I, obviously, I didn't know these characters before. I didn't realize that Elizabeth and Jessica were sort of central to the whole series. My, the feeling that I got from just reading this one book was like, oh, I guess it, each book sort of follows like different people in high school, whatever. Um, so yeah, so I didn't realize, like, that this was such a huge, um, you know, relationship that was being tested in terms of, like, the core of the series.
0: Right. Sure. And I think that's actually true, especially as the series goes forward, that mm-hmm. each book focuses on different characters. Uh, but because the series started as being about Jessica and Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and Jessica and Elizabeth. Appear in every book, like mm-hmm. they have something going on, whether it's an A plot or a B plot. Or mm-hmm. what often happens in the later books, especially, is that Elizabeth steps in to solve the problem mm. by like being the go between between two people that are mad at each other, or something sure. like that. Okay, great. Um, well, before we get into the specifics of this uh, disaster that we've been teasing, sure. and that again, listeners <laughs> already know what it is. If you don't, I you're probably on your edge of your seat. Sorry for uh, like torturing you here, but let's talk a little bit about the cover of the. Oh, book.
1: yeah, okay. Very important.
0: I will, as always, post a picture of the cover on the show's Instagram page, mm-hmm. Sweet Valley Diaries mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We've got two real sad-looking teenagers.
1: Real teenagers.
0: Sad. I know they're teenagers. I don't know if I they mean, read as teenagers. I use. would
1: say Todd looks at least 28 yeah. <laughs> in, this, in this rendering. Maybe 32.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> his head is angled down, and he actually looks different than he usually looks on these books like his at this angle his face looks Mm. kind of
1: weird yeah see Um, i have not seen another photo of him or another picture of him before
0: i this is something i haven't said before in describing these covers but i actually feel like the proportions look a little bit off like the perspective angle yeah
1: i agree with that
0: (laughs) Um, But we've got Todd in a brown leather jacket Mm -hmm. with his hand on Elizabeth's wrist. Yeah. (laughs) Elizabeth is, like, wiping away a tear.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And... Looking off into the distance, Todd is looking at her. And my goodness, this actually has some real uh, metaphorical resonance with sure. some of the events of the book. Sure.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like his action is meant to be comforting, but it just kind of looks like he's holding <laughs> holding
0: her wrist yeah, in a strange he, way. his hand is so big, he's got <laughs> her whole wrist in it. Just yeah. like fully, like you get the sense that like his thumb... Is like fully yeah. around and like it, he just can capture that wrist in his hand. We have no trouble, which is a little scary. Yeah, He's also true. like a, a full foot taller than her at yeah. least. <laughs> yes, uh huh. Which would make Elizabeth like five feet tall, which we know is not true. So that's <laughs> off. Um, yeah. I think we know exactly how tall they both are, actually. I'm oh, pretty we? sure that Elizabeth is five foot six and okay. Todd is six foot one.
1: Wow, what a tall man. Maybe two? That doesn't surprise me. She's very, uh, we get some really good physical descriptions of everybody.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but what's happening here on the cover, I'm realizing, actually. Metaphorically represents um, a complaint that Jessica lodges to Todd over oh. the phone um, so let's get into the story interesting uh, in the last episode, which is really why listeners will know what happens to this book because we teased it at the end of the previous episode. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, Todd gives this weird poem in a talent show. Mm. He was performing in a talent show, and he was originally going to be doing a stand-up set in the talent show, which was a bad idea, and I'm glad he didn't do that. But instead, he reads this really sad poem that's like, remember me, even though I'm gone away. Um, I, I am saying the words, we were joking that it was like the song from... Um, Coco? From Coco.
1: Remember
0: me. <laughs> That's
1: what just came to my
0: mind. Yeah, and I think as I was, the, I was paraphrasing the poem, but I was basically saying, <laughs> saying the, the lyrics. lyrics of the song. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, what a great movie. <laughs> it is great. That was the reveal that Todd is moving to Vermont. Mm. But what we find out at the beginning of this book is that he's moving in a week. <gasps> like he's just found out. So fast. So fast. And Elizabeth is it's just like a gut punch. Yeah. And Jessica's never seen her like this, and she's just moping around. She's a real sad sack. Before Todd leaves, like yeah. she's just she can't imagine anything ever having been this painful. Of course, of course not. So people in Elizabeth and Todd's life keep on asking them what their plans are for when he moves away. Like, right. does this mean you're breaking up? Mm-hmm. And they say that definitely not. You know, they're they're sure. Mm-hmm. that they're going to stick together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elizabeth actually gets annoyed, right? Because, like, who asks the order? It's like mm-hmm. Elizabeth's best friend Enid asks, mm-hmm. you know, are you sure you really want to do this long-distance thing? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. You know, if you if you think it's a good idea, if you and Todd think it's a good idea, then it must be fine because you guys are very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Did you get an impression of them as reasonable people having not read the books before?
1: Um, Interesting. Uh. Hmm. Sure. I mean, I can understand Elizabeth's heartbreak. Sure. That would be very sad. Yeah.
0: In fact, it almost seems like the people in her life are a little bit callous about the breakup. Like, yes. Or like, let's give them time to figure it out. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's weird that everybody's so on their business about it.
0: And everybody in this case is not just Jessica, but of course Jessica is... There, she's feeling a few things. The book tries to cover its ass by like making you understand Jessica's perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it tries to say from Jessica's perspective, like, what else would a good caring sister do? I can't she can't bear to mm-hmm. see Elizabeth is in such pain. Mm-hmm. But also Jessica doesn't have a lot of love for Todd and Elizabeth's relationship.
1: Yeah. She thinks they're boring. I mean, I don't want to get too heavy into it too fast, and I obviously haven't read any of the other books, so I have nothing else to go on, but boy... I hated Jessica. <laughs> Jessica
0: sucks. This she, whole book. She's really on her scheming <gasps> game. She schemes in every possible way, this book. She
1: sure does. And I feel like she got off easy. I was like, girl, I'd be so mad at you.
0: Well, you may have only read this one book, but I think you pretty much just got the series in a nutshell. <laughs> Jessica does terrible things and oh gets away God. with it. No. Um, people are, like, mad, but, like, they can't stay mad at her. Of course. Um, So Jessica says, right in chapter one, Elizabeth and Todd, they were practically inseparable. Jessica could barely imagine her twin without her steady boyfriend. Not that she hadn't tried. (laughs) So um, (laughs) Jessica is like going to come up with a scheme right away to try and get Elizabeth's mind off of Todd. Mm -hmm. Does Jessica start scheming about this before Todd even leaves?
1: I feel like she does. Yeah. That's my, I feel like she's like, woohoo.
0: So this, you could kind of say, I feel like this book has sections. There's the section where for the first few chapters, Todd is about to leave and Elizabeth and Todd are spending every moment together. Enid, uh, their brother Stephen, mm-hmm. like people in Elizabeth's life are asking, like, what's your plan for after he moves? Like, mm-hmm. you guys, you probably guys need to have a serious talk about it. Mm-hmm. And they've been putting off the serious talk. Um, mm-hmm. but they ultimately decide that they're going to, you know, they're going to call every day or call as often as possible. They're going to write as often as possible.
1: I love how they keep talking about how they can't afford to call very often. Yeah. And that really put this time into perspective for me. It
0: did. I mean, it's what now over 30 years ago. So yeah. it's, it's not like just yesterday. But, yeah. but you one could also say like only 30 years ago. Right. Because calling on the phone is so expensive, so I guess I, I was talking about the section, so we'll just say there's that section, then there's part of the book where um, Todd has left, mm-hmm. and Elizabeth is not coping very well. And mm-hmm. that's the part where they've got all these uh, f- phone calls, but they have to kind of cut it out because they're like, we're going to be indentured to the phone company for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So thank God those days are over. Yeah, right? I mean, I kind of remember that, like having long-distance calls. Or if you go abroad sometimes. Sure. Sometimes that comes back again because you have to get some kind of complicated plan for your your mobile phone.
1: Yeah, but it really, I don't know, it just puts it into perspective because we're so used to like – now being able to call all the time, text all the time, Facetime—you know what I mean? Yeah, everything would be so
0: different. W- yeah, you know, we can connect so instantly. Yes. I actually remember a big deal for me when I went to college was that um, AOL Instant Messenger sure. was a thing, and it was just becoming like there were kids that had already been using it, but I hadn't really been using it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I went to college, all of my friends from high school and I would get on instant messenger yeah. and we would communicate with each other instantly that mm-hmm. way.
1: Mm-hmm. And it
0: was amazing. And I, I was conscious of it even then, like, thank goodness we had this because we would not stay in touch right. otherwise.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Well, now like everybody has instant messenger with everybody. Like, yeah. All the have. time.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So, which I mean, has its own pressures, right? Because course, yeah. it's almost like you feel like you're making a conscious choice to stay in touch with, with someone or not, Mm -hmm. because, um, like, I have very, like, these same friends that I'm talking about from high school, Mm -hmm. recently, I, you know, I exchanged some text messages with some of them for the first time in months, like, we had a little group Mm -hmm. message chain. And it was bittersweet because it was so much fun to hear from them and to see how, even though we are living our own separate lives, we have the same interests mm-hmm. as we used to have. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it made me realize that if it's this easy, like, we could be doing this all the time and we just don't, right. you know? And that's on me, too. It's not on just totally. on them. Of course. We've gotten out of the habit of being in touch. Of course, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, all that being said, yeah, it also makes you realize that the whole letter-writing thing, it feels very Jane Austen, right? Yes. Like, yes. they're Todd and Elizabeth are constantly spending all their time writing letters to each other. Mm-hmm. But this isn't, you know, the 1880s, the 1780s. Mm-hmm. It's the 1980s. Yeah. Without email, without yeah. phone calls, because those are expensive, yeah. that's basically their only option.
1: Yeah, it's so crazy.
0: So we can talk about Elizabeth writing letters to Todd all the time, but first I think we should talk about their goodbye. Oh, sure, yeah. It's really dramatic. It seemed
1: to Elizabeth that they had only held each other for an instant when she heard Todd's father calling. I've got to go, Todd said, lifting his tear-streaked face and staring at her as if he were trying to memorize her features. Will you call me? Elizabeth choked out, brushing the tears from her eyes. Todd nodded. Taking Elizabeth's hand, he walked with her around the side of the house back to the front yard. Elizabeth stared at the car, waiting in the front drive. In just a minute, Todd will be in that car, she told herself. It'll back down the drive and turn down the street and disappear. And Todd won't live here anymore. I won't be able to see him tonight, or tomorrow night, or... Go on, she whispered to Todd, avoiding his eyes so she wouldn't break down again. Get in the car, Todd. They're all waiting. You go first, Todd urged her. I don't want to leave before you do. Elizabeth nodded. Kissing Todd on the cheek and waving at the Wilkinses, who were inside the car, she turned and took a few tentative steps down the drive. She could feel Todd watching her. "'I'll just keep walking,' she told herself. "'One foot in front of the other, and by the time I reach the end of the street, they'll be gone. They'll—' A sudden panic broke over her as Elizabeth realized that this was really it. In just a matter of seconds, Todd would be gone.' A new flood of tears burst from her as she spun around and ran back up the drive to where Todd was standing with his hand on the car door. Todd, she cried, flinging her arms around him. Oh, Todd, I'm going to miss you so much. In the end, it was Todd who left first. Elizabeth couldn't leave him until he got in the car, and she wouldn't leave the Wilkins' drive until the last glimpse of the familiar car had vanished around the corner. Leaving her entirely
0: alone. Yay! I mean, boo! (laughs) I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that asking you to read that is maybe the finest producerial <laughs> choice I have made in the history of this podcast that was beautiful oh, thank you. oh it's so sad so sad I was genuinely sad it's pretty sad there's in so much pain yeah and it's very uncharacteristic of Elizabeth but both before and especially after this she's just like walking around mm-hmm. like a zombie and mm-hmm. her family is kind of dancing around it mm-hmm. um it's Makes you kind of understand why Jessica wants to try to kick her out of this. Sure, yeah. Um, But her methods are – I mean, it's, it's like, genius, but that makes it very arch. Yeah. Because the guy that she, like, goes to to say, like, oh, this will be the perfect match for Elizabeth mm-hmm. is a sky Nicholas Morrow. Mm-hmm. And as the book makes clear, Nicholas Morrow and Elizabeth have a little bit of a history. Mm-hmm. And poor Nicholas – who is, like, this rich kid in town.
1: I love how it was like, he's the richest, he's the cutest, he's got a yacht.
0: <laughs> he's got a yacht. Oh, I, yeah. Who are these kids? At some point, he talks about how there's going to be a party on his father's boat. Yeah. And Elizabeth kind of laughs to herself, like, oh, so modest. Her <laughs> father's boat. I mean, his father's <laughs> boat is, is a yacht. Yeah. Um, but... It's actually quite, um, quite a scheme mm-hmm. that Jessica concocts because not only does she talk to Nicholas and say, Nicholas, you need to give Elizabeth a call, mm-hmm. um, and Nicholas is like, Jessica, are you sure about this? Because I've been rejected by Elizabeth before. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want this again. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jessica ensures that Elizabeth is actually like not really that into Todd. She just thinks she's into Todd. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's ready to get over it, mm-hmm. which is like. I I get her heart is kind of in the right place, but she's bad.
1: Sure, yeah. Yeah, I can't condone it.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I'm giving her so much credit, I (laughs) guess. In the last book, I... um, or two books ago, I kind of felt for Jessica, and I'm like not totally over it yet. Sure. But it's a new experience. Well, for that's me.
1: that's good. I mean, I'm glad there's some times that you that you do uh, empathize with her because yeah. I just was so
0: mad at her this whole book. <laughs> well, um, the beginning of Jessica's scheme actually involves um, a Collins Watch, 2019 now. <laughs> So Mr. Collins, the teacher, there is actually yes. there we're always on this podcast kind of joking about um, how Mr. Collins is sexualized by these mm. books. But in this passage, it's literal because Jessica's talking to her best friend Kara Walker, uh-huh. who I might note is acting very strange mm-hmm. lately because her parents are getting divorced. It's really uh, sad so actually. Rough. But Jessica also is very insensitive to that, so that doesn't make her look sure, very good. Yeah. She's just annoyed that Kara's not as fun as she used to be. Oh my god, Jessica. But I think it's kind of that because Kara is questioning Jessica's choices and like not just being a yes woman to everything Jessica says, right. Jessica is like forced to think about the fact that maybe she's making bad choices and mm-hmm. she doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Colin's watch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jessica says to Kara, I have an idea that just may help Liz to get out of the doldrums. What sort of idea? Kara asks suspiciously. You know how much Liz looks up to Mr. Collins, Jessica began. You're not going to tell me that you think Liz and Mr. Collins, Kara began, her brown eyes wide with horror. Jessica burst out laughing. Of course not, she assured her friend. All I'm going to do is ask Mr. Collins to give Liz a special assignment for the newspaper, a really big project that'll get her out of her room and make her stay involved with things at school. So it's gone as quickly as it comes, but just for a second, Kara thinks that Jessica's going to try to hook up Elizabeth and Mr. Collins. That was, yeah, I was a little shocked by that. Yeah, yeah, but in fact, she appeals to Mr. Collins, you know, care of Elizabeth. Right. We don't actually see this scene, but asks him to give her an assignment to cover this boat race mm-hmm. It's like a sailing race yeah. a regatta yeah. i don't know i don't know
1: what that something is something
0: like that yep. <laughs> and then convinces nicholas to call and invite elizabeth to go like he's gonna drive her mm-hmm. um this is after jessica says something to elizabeth like oh who's who are you going with to the sailing race and she's like uh I'm, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I'm covering it as a reporter. I'm not going with anyone. This book has a weird insistence that, like, you yeah, have to have a date you for have every to go single somewhere. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm glad that's not the world we live in, I Mm-mm. guess. Um, although I suppose it would force you to find more dates. I guess that's true. Like in, I don't know, high school dances where you had oh, to – if you had to have a date to go. Ugh. <sighs> Yeah, I But yeah, that was that sucked.
1: I was not as popular
0: with the boys as as these girls seem to be in high yeah. school. Yeah, no, me neither. The boys
1: did not care for me.
0: <laughs> a boys loved me, but you know, just as friends. Right, sure, 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 sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, same. Yeah.
0: Um, so that actually works mm-hmm. and Jessica is thrilled about it because she feels like And she's not totally wrong. Elizabeth is spending all of her time writing these letters, Mm -hmm. just thinking about Todd. And the book describes that everywhere Elizabeth goes, she has, like, first a warm flood of memories of things she did there with Todd. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, of course, it turns sour. Elizabeth doesn't want to go to the movies with Jessica because it's like, I always went to the movies with Todd. Now I can't go with Todd. You know, she's really caught up in it. Mm -hmm. But, like, understandably, he Mm -hmm. just moved away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, the book jumps at one point to, like, a week later, right? Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's been a week since Dad moved. Mm -hmm. Sure. And uh, Elizabeth is still sad. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? Yeah. One week, and she's not over it. But, you know, they're calling sporadically. They're writing a lot of letters. Um, But Elizabeth enjoys Nicholas's company. They Mm -hmm. have a good time at the yacht party. and, And Jessica, even though she's not admitting that she had anything to do with getting them together. She's, like, always there and kind of, like, helping that along. Mm -hmm. But Elizabeth is, like, sure that she just wants to be friends with Nicholas. Mm -hmm. And Nicholas is kind of supporting this. Like, Mm -hmm. what is – how is he? Well, he's,
1: like – like we said, he's been into Elizabeth. And so he's excited to, like, maybe – See, but he's super always like, if you just want to be friends, well, he says that. He's always like, if you just want to be friends, that's fine. But then he also, like, kisses her on the nose and stuff. Yeah. I know that was later, but you know what I mean? He's always, like, kind of trying to swoop in, even though he's saying, we can just be friends. But, like, I just want to to you. Yeah,
0: he's really trying to play it both ways. He he knows that, like, Elizabeth needs to hear, we're just friends. Yeah, But, I mean, the book tries to explain it as, like... Elizabeth can tell that he still has feelings for her, mm-hmm. which is, a, you know, a realistic thing. But he also seems like he's trying to kind of play it both ways. Yeah. Like, I'll be here, a shoulder for you to cry on. Yeah. But I mean, then he's
1: also like, I'm putting my arm
0: around you. Is that okay? And she's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess at least he asks. It's not That's so true. terrible. But he's, I guess he's saying one thing and behaving in a slightly different way. Yeah.
1: I he don't know that he's there. doing it, mali- not maliciously. He's just, uh, I don't know. He's, yeah. being, he's being a dude and he's not like thinking twice about it.
0: Yeah, I pretty know, much. Dude. Yeah. Uh, so Jessica, though, is frustrated that Elizabeth is so sure that. There's nothing romantic between her and Nicholas.
1: I will say, I totally, when I was first reading, expected this to go in a different direction, where, because Jessica talks about how she liked Nicholas one time, but he wasn't into her, and I, when all of this was starting, I was sure that he was going to end up being into Jessica, and Uh, that was going to ruin her plan. But
0: That would have been fun. Yeah, right? But no, Jessica has this weird thing that like, oh, well, I've lost my chance with Nicholas forever, but if Elizabeth and Nicholas get together, then we'll have that money in the family. (laughs) Which is such a weird... I did think
1: it was weird that she was... she's was very much like, yeah, I had feelings for him. But even if he's with my sister, like, that's fine. Like, that's fun. I'm okay with that. And I was like, that's... I don't... Okay.
0: One of the things that um, Jessica says to Nicholas is um, one of several really fun forced metaphors of this book. Uh, She says to him, how Elizabeth felt about Todd. Well, it's kind of like smoking. Liz couldn't help herself. She got really dependent on him, and now she's having withdrawal symptoms. (laughs) Um, Which, you know. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But here's where Jessica's big, like, act of treachery Mm -hmm. comes into play. Mm -hmm. um, Because things with Nicholas and Elizabeth aren't going the way that she'd hoped. Mm -hmm. And... Elizabeth is still really sad and not herself. And Elizabeth is described as, like, really not having any interest in schoolwork, Mm -hmm. not doing as much stuff for the newspaper. Mm -hmm. So Todd calls. Right. What Jessica says to him is not false, I want to – I have to point out.
1: okay, yeah.
0: What she does is wrong, but what she says is true, Hmm. which is – Just that she's, like, moping around – She's never seen her like this. Yeah, she's like she spends all of her time writing letters to you or waiting for you to call. Mm-hmm. She's completely caught up in you and in the her sadness about the relationship being over. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that she does that is really unforgivable I guess mm-hmm. is that she actually tells Todd like the best thing you could do is to let her go Mm -hmm. right does not she come out and say that yeah because Todd's like Jessica you're killing me like what do you want me to do here you know I'm sad too yeah and then suddenly very uncharacteristically for Todd uh he goes okay yeah he says okay and he stops calling and every time Elizabeth calls his house his mom says that he's out or he's um asleep or Something. You know, he's not available. That's what I... Yeah,
1: I was mad at him, too, that he was just, like, okay, and didn't say anything about it. Didn't, like, say... Talk to Elizabeth about it. He just took Jessica at her word. I'm trying to find it. Um And didn't ever, like... He'd say anything to Liz about Wait, it.
0: you have to have a conversation yeah. about this. You can't just, like, Come ghost on. her. He was doing, the, he was ghosting her. Yes. And Elizabeth hasn't gotten any letters from him, and oh, she is poor. upset, but she starts to get really mad. Yeah, understandably. Meanwhile, she has this guy in the wings who's, like, really fun, and they get along, and she's like, you know what? I'm, screw Todd. Mm-hmm. You know, if Todd's gonna be like this, then I'm gonna hang out with Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And now all the same people, Enid, Steven, who before were like, um, are you sure you're going to stay with Todd are like, Elizabeth,
1: what are you doing?
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought you were. I mean, now they're like Elizabeth. I thought you and Todd were gonna yeah. be together. Which I mean, they're not wrong. It's like so. I asked you one thing. You told me this. Yes. And now and this now you're is happening. The
1: exact opposite yeah. way.
0: So did you and Todd break up or what? And, and Elizabeth tells them what's up, but she asserts for sure this is not a rebound thing. Right. So, so much for being sensible, but she does. She does think about it. She mm-hmm. carefully considers it, mm-hmm. and she kind of comes around to on her own mm-hmm. to the idea that she's going to tell Nicholas, "You know what? I need more time. I need some time for myself." Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, I mean, this is kind of like skipping ahead to the to toward the end of the book now, right. but I guess we might as well yeah. go there, yeah. and then we can talk yeah. about the B story. Oh man. Um, Elizabeth, like, basically comes to the conclusion on her own, like, after having some conversations with Enid, with Steven. Yes. That, you know what, she, going from one relationship to another relationship, she's, like, lost her own identity.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, if she wants to live her own life, then maybe she needs to spend some time by herself.
1: And I thought she was very, um, she was very thoughtful of Nicholas, where she was like, I can't do this to him. Yeah, like if we're hurting him,
0: right? If as long as I still have feelings for Todd, yeah, yeah. Which, which I is, thought
1: was very big of her.
0: Yeah, and that's a pretty realistic situation, right? Yeah. In mm-hmm. life, I mean, I think we've probably all been there yes. where you make a decision, like you know what, I'm just gonna go with it, and I'll have fun with this other person, and you realize that like you're not really giving yourself to that person fully because right. you're attached to the to previous else. person, and yeah. you know, I think time between relationships is probably a very wise yeah. suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a time crunch mm-hmm. because they're going to go to this big party at Lila Fowler's house. Lila's having oh, yet gosh. another big party. <laughs> there's a hilarious yeah. moment. There's it's nothing to do. The theme? Yeah. <laughs> So Jessica's so excited about this party because Lila's parties are always so glamorous and she's going to find a date. We'll get into that. I went to a ton of glamorous parties in high school. I know. (laughs) know At like the mansion on the hill. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. (laughs) And
0: so Lila starts talking to Jessica about it and she's like, my cousin, I'm trying to figure out a theme. My cousin (laughs) had this great theme party where um, people dressed up in like hospital (laughs) attire the weirdest thing going to be. And ever. Lila's like, thinks is so tickled that her cousin showed up in one of those gowns that opens in the back. <laughs> and Jessica says something like, I can't think of anything less romantic than showing up to a party dressed as a thermometer or something. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> and She's not wrong. I agree with her there.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I love that that's where her mind went. Yeah, a thermometer. <laughs> to dress like a thermometer. <laughs> not just like bring a thermometer but right like a thermometer or
1: like a cute nurse i gotta dress as a thermometer
0: yeah <laughs> jessica has literally been a candy striper so you think that maybe that would be where her right. mind would go That's and funny. i think she got into that to meet um a celebrity that was in the hospital that so. makes sense yeah
1: <laughs> sounds
0: about right uh so but because of this party mm-hmm. elizabeth can't She won't be able to get a hold of Nicholas before Hmm. the party, so she can't tell him and break their date. Mm -hmm. So she's like, "Okay, well, we'll go. We'll have fun at the party, and then we'll have a serious conversation." Mm -hmm. I get that. Am I jumping ahead too much? No. Okay, so I guess like we're there. Yeah, you're in charge. So, oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the party at Lila's happens, and then we get this, as the reader, we get this total like Shyamalan twist, like chapter open, like, whoa. Todd. Todd is back in Sweet Valley. I had a
1: feeling this was going to happen.
0: I did too, but I have read this book before. (laughs) It was years ago. It was over 10 years ago that I read this book. Okay, it's
1: been a while.
0: But it was like, I got to the point where Todd was being so rude and like mm. not returning letters and stuff. And I was like, what is this about? How is this resolved? And then I was like, wait a second, is he coming back to town? And I got really nervous because then it's like this whole miscommunication thing. Like, yes. oh my God, Elizabeth, like he's not calling you because mm. he's on his way to mm. Sweet Valley, which isn't totally true. We find out that Todd actually did go through a period of time. Um, actually, let me read uh, yeah. Todd's Todd's thought process here. Todd had decided the distance was too great for now. He had convinced himself that the only way to help Liz get over him was to cut off communication completely. Or so he had thought until this weekend. As the time for his visit grew closer, Todd found himself thinking about Elizabeth more and more. She was constantly in his thoughts anyway, but the prospect of being in Sweet Valley, of actually seeing her, was so exciting that he could barely contain himself. He thought about calling her to let her know that he'd be in town, but he kept himself from doing so, convinced it would be the wrong move. And now here he was, driving past her house in the Egberts' car, his heart in his throat. What would it be like to see her? Would she forgive him for his behavior? And more important, understand why it had happened? Todd couldn't believe it, but his fingers were actually trembling. I can't do it, he whispered, his throat dry. I'm too frightened to go up to the door. He's talking to himself, I guess. Oh, no. Oh, he's with Win... No, I don't know. He's... I don't know. He might be talking to himself. (laughs) Winston had told him that Lila Fowler was having a party that night, and Todd was sure Elizabeth would be there. I'm too much of a coward to face her alone, he admitted. Maybe tonight, with plenty of people around, it'll be easier to just run over to her and give her an enormous hug. I'll tell her tonight, Todd whispered, putting his foot on the gas pedal. I'll take her in my arms and explain everything that happened from the very beginning, and maybe, just maybe, she'll forgive me and tell me she still loves me as much as I love her. Oh, oh <sighs> so I know
1: it's gonna be disaster.
0: So this makes it seem though like Todd was already planning to return to Sweet Valley. Yeah, but like not. So he's not coming back just to see Elizabeth.
1: Mm, right,
0: which is weird. Yeah cause like how are you gonna avoid her like that would really be shitty right to like, come back gosh. to town and not see her like, yeah. oh hey yeah yeah. I haven't been uh, returning your calls I haven't been writing I haven't been calling you yeah. and here I am in Sweet Valley it's not like, even to see you. it's bad enough when you like go back home or go back to visit some place and you don't, don't like let one of your random friends uh-huh. know that you're in town uh-huh. cause you're too busy with your yes.
1: family business or whatever
0: yes. and they get all mad at you uh-huh. but like if it's your current girlfriend it's <laughs> <that's> pretty rough <laughs> pretty bad (laughs) but of course elizabeth is at this party with nicholas and um everybody is uh the tension having a good time at the party of course yeah and jessica's having a good time we get this from jessica's perspective Um, actually, would you like to read this part? Oh, yeah, of course. So Jessica is at at the party and she, like, looks out and she thinks Mm -hmm. she sees Todd and she actually tries to run to, like, run to Elizabeth. She's like, shit, Mm -hmm. Todd's here. Like, Mm -hmm. she thinks, she, she's not, I guess it's to her credit that she doesn't think, oh my god, Todd's here. If he sees Elizabeth That's and Nicholas true. together, that'll clinch it.
1: That's true. So, I didn't even think of that.
0: Yeah, I didn't either until just now. So yeah. good for you, Jessica. You didn't. She didn't go fully right. evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
1: It's true. Okay. Jessica didn't have time to finish her sentence. She and Todd had made it close enough to the pavilion now to see the dance floor illuminated by floodlights. And from the look on Todd's face, Jessica realized it was too late for a warning. Following his gaze, Jessica saw what had made the color drain from Todd's face. It was Elizabeth, pretty as an angel in a cream-colored dress, her blonde hair gleaming as the light hit it. Her eyes were closed dreamily, and her head was resting on Nicholas Morrow's shoulder. She was dancing in his arms, seemingly oblivious to the whole world. But the next second, her eyes flew open as if she sensed she was being watched. Todd! She screamed, pushing Nicholas away. There was a look of confusion and horror on her lovely face. Todd! Her single syllable reverberated in the stunned silence around her, and Todd spun on his heels and raced away into the darkness.
0: What a dramatic moment. Yes, and like, um... An Ooh. interesting reversal, like, very poetic of their goodbye scene. You know, mm. now, you know, Elizabeth, since you read those two passages, I'm yes. seeing it. Elizabeth turns around and, yes. you know, she's just going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And, and you know she turns back. Yeah. But then, yeah, him. yeah.
1: And now she's running after him, but he's running
0: away. Yeah. Ugh. Luckily, this gets resolved pretty quickly because sure. Elizabeth, it's really kind of sweet. Elizabeth she runs away like she's got to find him Mm -hmm. but she basically resolves that like she's not going to be able to because she's driving up and down the streets like of sweet valley Mm -hmm. hoping she'll run into where he is but then she has the brilliant idea to go to his old house that he's moved away from Mm -hmm. and it's very cinematic like you can really picture it it, like like the moment as a viewer as a reader in this case the moment where she's like oh, I know where to go, and then you see that she's pulled up to Todd's old house, and it's like, oh, yeah, moving mm-hmm. is hard, mm-hmm. you know, leaving your old life behind is hard, especially when you're 16. Yeah. And they basically just, like, find each other in the dark and s- search for each other's faces with their <laughs> lips, and anyway. Yeah, yeah. it's weird, mm-hmm. but they do, it is romantic. Yeah. And they have a serious conversation, and they're kind of like, we need to we can't just be exclusive at this yeah. distance. Yeah. Because it's too painful, basically. Yeah.
1: Oh, so tough.
0: Yeah. We still love Poor each kids.
1: Other.
0: Yeah. Um, but luckily this book has some levity, uh, with a oh, super man. crazy B plot. Oh my god. But also it ties in very nicely because it's also about matchmaking. Jessica is not only matchmaking Nicholas with uh Elizabeth, mm-hmm. she also she has to get a job. <laughs> Uh, would you care to tell the listeners why she has uh, to get a job?
1: Yeah, I believe she owes her parents money for a dress. Is yeah. that right?
0: Yeah, she bought clothes at Lizette's and yeah. um, put it on their, like, credit account and then uh, forgot to tell them. She said something like, Lila told me I could do that. <laughs> and Mr. Wakefield is like... Um, you need to remember that Lila's father is a millionaire. Oh, yeah. I'm not.
1: That's true. I do like that her parents, they, they smack down. They don't let her. Yeah. yeah. They, they make, make Jessica get a, get a job. They make
0: her get a job. Yeah. So that she can pay them back.
1: I will say she gets a pretty weird job.
0: Yeah. She gets a job <laughs> at something called the Computer Dating Agency. Yes. Where she's going to be the receptionist. Uh-huh. Oh. And everything is heart shaped. She's like sitting in a heart shaped chair and there's a heart shaped keychain. And the
1: lady that runs it, Marianne, I believe, is around twenty seven and brunette and lovely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. She is, was that so right? young. is that right? Is that her name? She was, I, I think that's right. I, think. I don't know if that was the her description
1: name or not. Of, The descriptions of people really crack me up in these books.
0: Yeah. Everybody is really beautiful.
1: Everybody's slim and beautiful, and we know what hair color they are.
0: Yeah. They have. I mean, actually, one of the weirdest um, moments of the book in terms of someone's the way someone's beauty is described was right at the beginning when... <laughs> Um, Alice Wakefield the mom and Stephen are talking to each other Uh and the book just says a warm smile flashed between mother and son Mrs. Wakefield a slim honey blonde woman looked especially attractive that night in a slavely dress I remember that and I was like "Uh." and it's like if there had been a new paragraph that would have been fine But as a statement, <laughs> also, <laughs> it makes it sound like they a warm smile between them, and and as if Stephen is thinking, right, Wow, my you're mom the looks game. beautiful. That.
1: Yeah, it's so weird. Also, why do we need to know that about the mom?
0: Yeah, well, also, um, why do there's, we care what her color her dresses? There's a point later on in the book when Jessica, who is thinking about how Stephen seems like he's getting over Trisha, but he hasn't started dating again. Mm-hmm. It says. Jessica looked appraisingly at her brother as she yes. slipped off the diving board. Oh, my God, yes. Jessica looked... I'm going to read it starting Sorry. Again. No, that's okay. I appreciate your excitement, and I'm glad that this stood out to I you, too. I also thought this. The same thing. Jessica looked appraisingly at her brother as she slipped off the diving board and wrapped a towel around her slim hips. He's so good-looking, she mused. <laughs> I mean, it goes on. She's like, he's so good-looking, why doesn't he have a girlfriend? But it's like, but she's also sizing like,
1: up. also, it's right after, wrapped a towel around her slim hips. What? Why? No. Yeah. What? Like, this is so strange. Yeah.
0: It's like, really just a hair's breadth away from going someplace <laughs> very different. Yes. Um, Turning into a different kind of book. Ew. Um, So, but this is the crux of, so Jessica yes. gets this job. Yes. Steven is single. Jessica is um, given a key to the office because she, like, Makes up a story about how she wants to understand the business better, Mm -hmm. and the employer is so excited about that Mm -hmm. uh, that she really wants to encourage it. Right. Sure. I will say the employer
1: seems so trusting. She's been working there for, like, no time at all.
0: If she knew Jessica better, she She, would never have made this mistake. (laughs) Right, yeah. So... Um, Jessica can kind of, like, come and look at the files whenever she wants. Mm-hmm. And she picks out some women oh that God. she's going to fix Stephen up with. Mm-hmm. And she's going to call the women and basically say, we found your perfect match. Mm-hmm. She notices that most of the clients are women. Mm-hmm. Um, we found your perfect match. It's this guy, Stephen Wakefield. But the the it's so misguided from the beginning. <sighs> like, she's looking through the list, and it's like... The book describes that, you know, she's found some prospective matches. At last, Jessica had a list of prospective matches. Beatrice Barber, the first one, was a little on the old side. Forty-three, her application said. But she was self-described as beautiful, energetic, and a lot of fun. What was there to object to in that? And she was divorced from a wealthy banker, so she probably had a lot of money to throw around. Besides, Jessica thought, Stephen might do well with an older woman. According to the National Enquirer, it was a good move. All the stars thought so. Isn't he like 18? Yeah, and he's 18, maybe 19. <laughs> 43 year old woman yeah oh my gosh so of course this like shakes out as elizabeth telling jessica like oh my gosh have you heard what's been happening with steven this old woman keeps on calling his room <laughs> at school and trying to make a date with him <laughs> but jessica cleverly tells the women not to mention the dating service yeah. because he's shy about
1: it yeah
0: uh-huh. um which comes up more later when this other woman yes whose name was Jodie Maguire.
1: Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Like shows up at the door and she's all like she's got she's a punk rock chick. Uh-huh. Which the book makes clear is not a cool thing to be. No. <laughs> No, Like, she might as well be crazy. Uh-huh. Although the way she talks is also very, like, new age. Like, she talks about bad vibes. And oh, yeah,
1: that's true. It seems
0: like kind of mixing character It was character weird, traits. yes. Mixing uh-huh. stereotypes. Uh-huh. But that's when J- Stephen is like, how did you find me? Like, how? why do you know who I am? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you know. And he's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> So then the cats out of the bag, well, as soon as the computer dating agency is mentioned, yeah. everybody knows what Jessica pulled. Yeah. But Jessica tries to work some magic on herself, and uh to talk about that, we can adjourn to the part of the podcast where we talk about boys.
1: Ooh, boy time. I'm in danger of losing my head. When I say first about the the three ladies we never made the third one no and i was really disappointed yeah
0: what about the rule of three exactly
1: i was waiting for uh, lady number three to to enter the picture yeah well,
0: well maybe the third one is jessica's well that doesn't make sense <laughs> we do get a third we do get a third person from right uh the dating service yeah and it is the guy that jessica finds to be her date
1: yes to yes
0: uh, Lila's party, party. Mm-hmm. and um, his name was Spence Millgate, the book tells us romantic, Jessica had thought the previous afternoon at work but he turned out to be an unbelievable creep for one thing, he didn't look the tiniest bit like the photo he sent in with his application he was terribly scrawny and he was wearing enormous spectacles that made him look like a raccoon his application claimed he was interested in sports, movies, and quote, having a good time But within five minutes of meeting him, Jessica had found out that he wanted to become an undertaker when he got older. Embalming is a fascinating subject, Spence told her, looking ghoulishly at Jessica. (laughs) So that's some, like, genuine, like, comedy there. (laughs) It really is. They didn't just make him a dud, they made him an embalming enthusiast. Not that there's anything wrong with wanting to become an undertaker, I guess, but... Sure. Embalming I mean, you gotta find your people, I guess. Jessica's not
1: I loved I
0: loved it with that that it was like
1: he's a creep. He was skinny with big glasses. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's exactly my type.
0: <laughs> I Wonder love her. glasses actually. Yeah. That's one of my yeah. only things. Yeah. Is that I like glasses, yeah. Yeah, I feel
1: like I've
0: noticed it in myself where I'm like, Oh look at that cute guy and mm-hmm. then I realize that like he's the only thing on. cute about him. Because so, like, he's, <laughs> he's wearing glasses- like a certain kind of glasses. Oh, I that completely I'm into.
1: agree. I feel like there's a certain type of glasses that men wear that I think are very handsome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What type? We'll never tell. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> Straight male listeners on the podcast. <laughs> of which I'm sure there are some. <laughs> I Yes. <laughs> Just try every glasses. Try all the glasses. If if the two of us have this in common, there must be other women oh. out there that are into oh, glasses. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, did you have any boys that stood out to you in this book? stood out to me? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I wouldn't know. Or Just, like, thoughts about the boys of the book.
1: I thought that the boys of the book were a lot more thoughtful and, and sensitive than I knew boys in high school to be.
0: Interesting. Especially Nicholas we were talking yes. earlier about.
1: Uh-huh. Even though
0: he's, like, trying to get with Elizabeth a little bit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he, he's saying, you know...
1: Yeah, the right things. Yeah, and and Todd too. I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm giving high school boys too little credit, but I was like, this book was clearly written by a woman because I don't know any boys who at this age were as.
0: Yeah, they're ethical. also both of them are really committed to the idea of a long-term relationship, uh-huh. which I yeah. don't think was necessarily a particularly common quality in the high yes. school boys that I knew. Yes, like yes. they were interested in having a girlfriend. Yes. But, like, not interested in having the same girlfriend for the rest of their lives. Yeah.
1: I don't remember... I mean, I didn't do a lot of dating in high school. But I don't remember any couples in high school that were, like, so in love. Like like Elizabeth and oh, Tom yeah.
0: seemed to be. I feel like I knew some. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe I just wasn't friends with those people.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was the norm. Yeah. Um, but... Let's talk about some of the descriptions of some oh, of these yeah. books, because this book has some good, like, sexy descriptions. Sure. For example, the one I said earlier about Stephen looking, uh-huh. being very good looking uh-huh. as he, uh, uh, I don't know, he's walking by the pool. Mm-hmm. Nicholas. Jessica is, like, can't stop staring at him. He looked even more handsome than usual that night in a navy blazer and crisp white shirt. He was so much more sophisticated than anyone her age was, Jessica thought appreciatively so much more distinguished
1: distinguished
0: um nicholas famous uh wearer of an ascot in a book that focused on him oh so. very distinguished yeah. i will
1: say i absolutely thought nicholas was blonde and later she revealed <laughs> that he had
0: dark hair oh uh, yeah I disagree something about like being on a sailboat yeah right ragotta. that yeah. makes you think of a blonde guy oh um we only get a passing uh, reference to Bruce Patman in this book mm. who's been kind of like out of the yeah. picture for a few books. Mm. But he's actually like he's ribbing with Nicholas like they're mm-hmm. they're having fun and yeah. Weirdly, he's actually able to relate to Elizabeth about having a yeah. long distance relationship. Yes. So, yeah, interesting. He's turning any page. Oh, I know another boy. Mm. Um so the Marrows have a barbecue at their at mm-hmm their house or is it on it's do they have a yacht party and a barbecue i don't remember well yeah they do because oh here it's in the quote the Morrow's barbecue was being held in honor of jeffrey the cousin jessica had met the previous day on the yacht oh he had flown in from new york for a week's vacation in sweet valley jeffrey was 21 with brown crinkly hair and wireframe glasses he reminded jessica of a librarian Although she had considered falling in love with him for a wild moment yesterday, she had by now decided he was off-limits. For one thing, Jessica knew that Morrow's wealth was all concentrated in Nicholas's family, and Jeffrey definitely struck her as a poor relation. He wanted to be an archaeologist, which seemed interesting at first. But the more he talked about it the dustier it began to sound.
1: Dang, girl. She's got her priorities.
0: So what do you think of Jeffrey?
1: (laughs) What do I think of Jeffrey? I think it's interesting that he has crinkly
0: hair. Crinkly hair? (laughs) I was wondering about that. Like, is it like the kind of, like, like waffle fries (laughs)
1: That's, I'm like, did he crimp it?
0: <laughs> what? Exactly. I have to say that based on this description alone, I'm like, Jeffrey sounds like my oh, type. Oh, 100%. Into Jeffrey. <laughs> Wears yeah.
1: glasses and wants to be an archaeologist? For sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Although wireframe is not my style. Yeah, no, no, but no, we, about,
1: we might have to fix that.
0: But I'd be willing to go for it, uh-huh, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds very sure. interesting. Yeah. There's I a passion.
1: <laughs> Come on, Jessica.
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Um, one other thing I want to say about boys, which Mm -hmm. is just, it's only, it's mostly about boys' names, but I just (laughs) thought this was so, so silly. Um, so Jessica's thinking about how she wants to find a date, Mm -hmm. and she does find a date named Spence Millgate. Right. But, um, an older man, Jessica thought dreamily, about 19 or 20, with a nice car, and one of those strange, glamorous names like Calvin or Montgomery or something. She was sure the computer at work could come up with something, and I just—I mean, Montgomery, sure, Montgomery. but Calvin—strange, <laughs> Calvin. like a strange, glamorous name, like
1: Calvin.
0: Calvin. <laughs> um, maybe that was strange and glamorous thirty years ago. Yeah, or Calvin so Klein, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But I also Calvin and Hobbes existed at yeah, that time, which is where I think uh-huh. what I think of it. I've known some guys named Calvin, so yeah, never, definitely not my favorite. Name when I think of handsome boy names. Yeah, Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Sure. But that's also like such an old man name. A, yeah, <laughs> it's
1: such an old name. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: A beautiful boy is a beautiful boy is a beautiful boy. I think that it's about time for us to examine uh, Mary Kate for a moment. Ooh, examine me. Yes, and the, the nature of the examination is, is simple it's <laughs> <Okay>. one fold. <laughs> okay, great. Do you think that you are more of an Elizabeth or more of a Jessica? (laughs) I am absolutely more of an Elizabeth. Yeah. Sorry. I think that your reaction to Jessica, much like my own, and I mean, it seems like we have a lot in common in terms of our taste, our high school lives. Uh I am such a stalwart Elizabeth that it is funny. And like, sometimes when I read these books and see Elizabeth's flaws, it's Mm. just like, oh, maybe I have that flaw. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well,
1: that's good to be self-aware in that way. Sure. Yeah,
0: Yeah. But doing the podcast talking about what an elizabeth i am is right. making me realize yeah you know i can turn to elizabeth for uh, self-examination it's great so i can uh, if you want to read more of these books and maybe i need to turn to elizabeth for self-examination for you too yeah maybe i need to yeah. yeah
1: yeah i can't imagine ever scheming in any way to do anything for anybody like jessica seems to make it her duty to do yeah. in this book I
0: must make these things happen for these people. I will give her the benefit of the doubt and say that her heart is in the right place. Sure. With Stephen too. Sure. Speaking of Stephen, mm. to close things out, um, one of the old like saws between uh, Stephen and Jessica is that Jessica tried to fix him up with Kara Walker mm-hmm. when his girlfriend was dying. Oh, and they didn't know... Talk that,
1: about a tragedy.
0: Yeah. They didn't know that she was dying at the time. Um, they just knew that she was... She had, like, broken up with Stephen. Anyway, um, listeners will be aware of uh, that backstory, probably. <laughs> oh. Unless you didn't listen to that episode because right. they, you thought it would be too sad. Yeah. Um. So when Kara like she like starts changing her personality starts changing a little bit Mm -hmm. i mean jessica definitely doesn't think that she's ever going to try to fix Kara and steven up again but steven runs into Kara and like finds out that poor Kara, like her parents have separated but more than that like her dad moved to chicago and took her little brother with him yeah it's really sad it's so sad and they bond over like the book actually spells out like that steven's like we're both victims
1: this is another way in which I was like, wow, these boys think so deeply. Oh, my yeah. goodness.
0: But it's also a little like, if you see – like, you know what? We're both victims. Like, maybe that's why we're drawn to each other. Stephen doesn't think it warily. Mm-hmm. He thinks it like, oh, yeah. we're both victims. We have that in common. We'll yeah. be a perfect match, maybe. Exactly. I don't know. So then they dance at um, they dance at Lila's party together. They seem like they're, like, I'm sorry. Stephen actually asks Kara to come to Lila's party. She says, he runs into her. She has a flat tire. He helps mm-hmm. her with that, which is nice. Mm-hmm. She tells him what's wrong because Stephen can tell she's upset. He realizes that she has a depth that he had put past her. Mm-hmm. And she says she's not going to go to Lila's party because she's not in the mood. And Stephen's like, I would really like it if you came. Mm-hmm. So that's a change of things. Yeah. But then at the party, Betsy Martin, uh, Trisha Martin, the deceased ex well, not ex, the deceased girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's a kind of way to become yeah. an ex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she is not happy to yeah. see Stephen back in another woman's arms. Oof. And having, she has her own problems. So, would you care to tease uh, book twenty-four it would for be the listeners? My pleasure.
1: <clears throat> Will Betsy Martin stand in the way of Stephen and Kara's happiness? Find out in Sweet Valley High number twenty-four. Memory.
0: Mary Kate, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for reading this book. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Uh, I was a pleasure for me, too. Would you like to remind the listeners where they can find your stuff? Oh, yeah, sure. You can find me on multiple uh, social medias
1: at M.K. Wiles. That's M-K-W-I-L-E-S. If you would like some candles, check out Paper and Slate Candles on Etsy. And, um, oh, yes, and check out Shipwrecked
0: Comedy on YouTube if you like historical literary comedy. I'll put some links in the episode description. So, listeners, cool. if you want to check any of that out. Thanks. Um, follow the show on Instagram at Sweet Valley Diaries mm-hmm. or on Twitter at Sweet Valley. More stuff happens, I will admit, on Instagram than on Twitter. Sure. I don't go to Twitter quite as much. But if you want to join the conversation, then that would be fun place to do it. Yeah. Either place. Send me an email, me.com or uh, visit us online, sweetvalleydiaries.net net. Yeah, I had dot but it got poached. Mm-hmm. Poached. I like it. A long time ago. net has a nostalgic feel about That's it. True. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, and uh, the biggest thing that I'm going to ask for you to do to support the show is to just go on Apple Podcasts and uh, give it a five-star rating or review. Uh, that would be super helpful to me and free and easy to you. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next week for a little bit more talk about uh, this Terrible book. I mean, terribly sad. Bye. Bye. Just so you know. You have chronic hiccups?
1: I, yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. I have, I... They're not, like, the hiccups. It's not, like... When I get the hiccups, it's different. Uh-huh. I do
0: little heaps all the time. <laughs> it's very yeah. weird. I don't know. Do I, I said it that way because I have... I feel like I have chronic hiccups. Really? Like I get, you like, get the hiccups get, mm-hmm. all the time? One time when I was in middle school, I was asked to leave the classroom and go get a hiccups? drink of water or something because <gasps> the teacher oh. thought that my hiccups were disruptive. <laughs> Um, He wasn't being mean about it, per se, but it definitely felt like a bit of a personal attack, you know? Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, I can't help my hiccups, Mr. Blosser.